You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we knew this was coming. How bad was it? Pretty bad. Downtown Portland sees big drop in pedestrians. Haven't all downtown corridors? Yes, they have. But Portland, particularly because of those peaceful, peaceful protesters not beating on the glass windows of the buildings in downtown Portland, not because of that, because of COVID, right? Right? Well, it's a combination of factors. And um, we're going to get into it today. Before we do, if you are new, thanks for being here. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. But more importantly, I read the news that you want to hear on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Let's jump on in before I bore you with any more ridiculous words that are unnecessary, right? Pedestrian counts in downtown Portland saw a precipitous drop during last month's holiday shopping season. According to figures released by the Portland Business Alliance in the downtown Portland Clean and Safe District. Let's talk about the downtown Portland Clean and Safe District. If you have that name to your organization, Right now, wow, you've got your work cut out for you because downtown Portland is neither clean nor safe. In fact, it's probably the polar opposite of both of those um, adjectives, right? I mean, it's just not clean or safe. Just, ugh. Yeah, polar opposite. Not, not the whole downtown, but some areas of it definitely are. Just like downtown Seattle, I just spent uh, you know a ton of time a few days ago walking through downtown Seattle so I can talk about this stuff with you here because Seattle's got a lot of the same issues that Portland's got, same issues that you're seeing in other, other cities as well. Um, you got the homeless people, you got drug addiction, and you got – you know, economies that are shut down, you got businesses that are shut down, businesses in big high rise buildings that are not putting their people to work there. Yeah, maybe they'll come back. I'm predicting second quarter of 2021 of this year, you know, June, July, maybe get some people to get that vaccine, convince people it's safe. It's safe. Now, you can come to work in our big building. It's not a Rona trap. No, we need to get we need to get that creativity going again at our company. So therefore, never mind the whole election thing that that's over. It's safe to come back to work. After being just terrifying you for the last year that it wasn't safe, it's okay. It's safe now. So you've got that kind of narrative going on. And what I saw in downtown Seattle was a lot of areas where you've got those big high rises that are all commercial. And then you've got their little restaurants on the main floor, first floor. Those are pretty empty. They've still got businesses in them, but they are not employees are not there. There's it's it's a I don't want to say wasteland, but it's a ghost town. Those sections of downtown Seattle that don't have kind of the vibrant businesses that are still sending their employees there. It's a ghost town. The only people that you see walking around are security guards, the homeless that are posted up wherever they can be with a tent, you know, in public areas. You've got that going on. And then at night, you've basically got vandals running around the city. And that's what the security guards try and stop. Sometimes they're, they're okay. They do okay. Sometimes they get overrun by a peaceful protest that happens to carry hammers and bash out windows. So you've got just a lot of stuff going against the downtown corridor 
not making people feel very, very safe. And I was, I didn't, I was there in downtown Seattle on a Sunday afternoon, late morning, early afternoon, and it was kind of raining and an NFL game, playoff game was going on. So it was pretty quiet. And I still didn't feel all that safe in certain areas. I was like, oh, this is pretty sketchy. I'm going to just walk a little bit faster so that I can get to an area where I know there's going to be some more tourists. Because if you're the only tourist walking around, if you're the only dude walking around, you are a target. Because some of the areas I went through is like, wow, this, there are shenanigans going on here. You can just feel that. Literally, you've got tents with music, loud music coming out of them. And you're like, those aren't homeless people. Those are dudes running some kind of operation from that little area. I'm going to cross the street and walk on the other side of the sidewalk. And that's what I did. Um, I was followed probably, probably a couple of times or it felt like I was being followed. And eventually I just sped up and kept walking and walked into areas where those people ended up just kind of trailing off and doing their thing. Who knows? You know what I mean? You could just be walking down a street for a while with somebody on the other side of the street walking. And then all of a sudden, you both start looking at each other. And, you know, am, am I the, you know, the aggressor? Is he the aggressor? We don't really know. But we're both kind of scared, maybe, or I think I'm scared. And he's not scared. He's looking at me. Ah, what's going on? Don't know. But had a few of those moments in downtown Seattle, where I was like, yeah, I'll be happy when I can go back to Bellevue here at the end of this walk. And be able to share my experiences and um, not have been accosted on the mean streets of Seattle. Pedestrian counts in Portland are taken every June and December in Portland. According to downtown Portland, clean and safe. I love that name, clean and safe. The average number of people that pass through a typical corner during the second weekend of December, this is the average, this is normal, 11,621. And that's um, during, during the, a weekend in December. So a lot of people out shopping, doing their thing. But the count last month only saw 1,738 pedestrians. So we dropped from 11,621. So call it 11.5, 11,500, just call it for sake, down to 1,700. That's a big drop. And that's what I felt in downtown Seattle was just this lack of energy that is normally there. And since Seattle still has all of our our restaurants, we don't have any indoor dining. Yes, you would come across restaurants or bars that have a little, you know, a couple of outdoor seats. But most often in these, these big urban areas, you've got a sidewalk and then the street. So there's not a lot of room to put up, you know, a tent that other suburban kind of restaurants are doing. So you've basically got no indoor dining in an area that's been decimated because of the workers not working there anyway. So you got a double whammy there. And then in Portland, you've got the peaceful protesters doing their thing, which further scares away people from the downtown core. So you got drug addiction, you got homelessness, you've got economic issues because employers aren't sending their employees to the Rona infested big buildings that we've been taught to fear. And um, so you just got all these factors that are causing the drop from 11.5 down to 1700 pa uh, pedestrians. So that is an 82% drop over the previous year. That is devastating. 
because downtown cores depend upon foot traffic, walk-ups, people walking around, people going to their work. Maybe they pop into the local drugstore. Maybe they pop in and get a sandwich. Maybe they get a snack. Maybe they run out and get an afternoon coffee. All that good stuff that we expect from the downtown core. But none of those places are open. They're not because they're not in business or they've been shut down and they're waiting to hang on. I can't tell you how many signs I saw in downtown Seattle that said, Seattle, we'll be back. We hope to return. And it was just, you just cringe when you read that because you look in and you, you know, everything's kind of maybe a little bit dusty or it doesn't look like anybody's been in there for a long time or, you know, windows have been boarded up or it's clear that a whole bunch of graffiti has been, you know, taken off the exterior of the building. That's just throughout Seattle. You know, that's throughout most downtown cores right now. It's a brutal scenario. Will that change? Yeah, it will. It's going to take a while. But first, got to get these restaurants opened. That's got to happen pretty soon. Need to get those people back to work. We know based on the data and the science that that has basically nothing to do with spread of the Rona. I mean, right? I mean, everybody's kind of just like, okay, the data and the science that the governor is depending upon for his decisions, that's not really what we're seeing. Same with gems being shut down. That's not really what we're seeing. Don't think so. Open her up. Let's get it going. It's time. We fully expect that foot traffic would be down, but it was interesting to find out it was down so significantly, said Amy Lewin. She's the vice president of strategic communications for the Portland Business Alliance. It didn't really surprise me because looking at all the buildings in downtown Seattle, knowing who isn't working there, knowing that that Google isn't there, that Amazon isn't in downtown Seattle, knowing that those folks are all working remotely and are going to work remotely for a long time, you can just guarantee that a lot of those little small businesses that rely upon the foot traffic in those commercial areas, they're not going to be able to make a go of it. I mean, they're barely going to get by till we kind of get back to some semblance of normality. And I don't think that's going to be for a while. I think you'll see employers start to trickle back second quarter in June, July of this summer. But I don't think they're raring to go, right? They've been working from home for a long time. Maybe some of them are. I've got friends that are like, yeah, I'm ready to go back. But they've also got home situations where they're like, uh, you know, I can't really afford to buy a new house. We need more space. Didn't really think I was going to have to do a lockdown in my home for, you know, basically a year. Didn't really have that on things to consider when I bought this home. And so many people didn't. And that's why real estate has been, it has been gangbusters. But let's talk about that for a second, too. I had one of my good friends, longtime broker, long, longtime broker, text me saying, um, when did I think <laughs> this ridiculous real estate market was going to let up? Because what's happening is there isn't enough inventory for buyers to buy, meaning their real estate brokers are out there Johnny Hustling, Summit Property Northwest, uh, our brokers included, they are doing an amazing job of trying to put deals together. But when you've got 15, 20 offers on a property, that means there are 14 or 19 losers. Those are all real estate agents who are just trying to make it go. And so when you've got that kind of competition, odds are they're stacked against you 
that you're going to be a loser and so are your clients. And then when your clients do win, are they really the winners? Because they have waived every form of protection to get that offer accepted. They've paid absolute top dollar. And then some we're seeing accelerations going above list price 100 grand 200 grand 300 grand 500 grand on multi million dollar stuff. It's just insane. This is not a balanced real estate market. Balanced real estate market has between four and six months of inventory. Meaning if you took all the buyers you had today, and stopped all of the properties coming on the market, no more properties come on, you've still got four to six months of stuff for buyers to look at today. In Seattle, you've got two weeks. So less than about a half a month, less than one month and balanced is four to six months. So that's why we've got this real estate market, the real estate agents are going, when is this going to let up? And I don't think it's anytime soon. Because the Fed is committed to keeping interest rates low. And here in Seattle and a lot of other tech related areas, we've got more people coming in than leaving. And I know it sounds crazy because I talk about all the crazy stuff going on in Seattle. But you've got in migration happening here in Seattle. For every two people that leave, three come in. That is a net positive. That means you've got still more people coming in then are leaving and they need housing. So they're either going to go to a rental, or they're added to the pool of people looking to buy a home. And that pool just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And sellers don't want to put their home on the market with the Rona lurking in every corner. Plus, they're waiting for more money because ah, I've had this house for 10 years, what if I wait another six months, is it going to go up like 10%? Probably maybe more. So this is a really tough market for real estate agents. And I know you're like, ah, screw those guys. They I don't really like real estate agents. I understand that I get that. But they're another piece of the puzzle of people just out there trying to make a go trying to make a living. And because of these crazy market dynamics, they're really struggling as well. So you can say, hey, those real estate agents, they make money hand over fist. Yeah, but they work pretty hard to get it done. They just do. It's just a reality. If you make big bucks in real estate, you are also working some long hours and you have put in your dues and you've got a referral network that is, um, you know, it's working for you. Let's jump back here. That's my long diatribe and kind of what's going on in real estate. Didn't think you were going to get that today, right? Well, there you go. Officials say the key reason for the drop in pedestrian traffic is the pandemic. Yeah, agreed. But there's some other stuff as well. But some have also claimed the city's homeless problem and ongoing protests have damaged the city's reputation. And that's what I talk about a lot of is uh, Portland and Seattle. A lot of people that come in from out of town for conventions, that is a no go can't tell you how many times I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey, Sean, used to consider Portland, Seattle, great places to hold conventions no longer can't have our people coming in from Ohio and tripping over the homeless and then falling into a pile of human feces or kick that used hypodermic needle down the street and go, Oh, geez, where am I? Welcome to Seattle. Welcome to Portland. Some of that's an exaggeration. But (laughs) you know what, people have experienced that it's not not hard to experience. I experienced that when I was in Seattle a few days ago doing my walk, 
you see stuff. It's like, all right, this is what's going on. This is the human condition. This is what happens when you love your fellow human beings so much that you're allowed, you, you are totally okay with them shooting themselves up to, you know, and then sleeping on the sidewalk, maybe in a tent, maybe not. I mean, you're just okay with that. It's how we love our fellow human being, right? That's what we're doing in Seattle. Concerns for Portland's reputations are real, said Lewin. A safe community and solutions-based approach to helping those experiencing chronic homelessness issues needs to be a top priority for all our leaders. How many times are we going to hear this before somebody actually, I don't know, does something? I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a lot. I think we got a lot more to go because the homelessness situation, that's just getting worse. And we don't seem to have any solutions other than, well, it's trying to get them into a shelter. Most people don't want to go into a shelter. They don't like the rules. They don't like the fact that they can't shoot up there. And it's not safe. They'd rather camp out. At least they're in a little community there where they know the people that they trust. So city leadership has to do something. I don't know what it is. You got to get on that because otherwise – this uh, drop in, in uh, walking um, pedestrians throughout the cities, I mean, these are not safe areas anymore, right? And I think when people start to go back to work, they're going to go back to their building and realize, wow, we have been taken over by all of these factors, all these forces, and ugh, it may not be all that safe. Got to have those private security guards if you got a big enough business or if you got a big enough building. That seems to be the way to go. Private security. Crazy, right? But Lewin says the key to determining how and when Portland recovers all depends on seeing the pandemic end. Yeah, that is a large part of it, right? Pandemic ends. People go back to work. Don't work remotely anymore. Get all those businesses going. Get back to normal traffic patterns. But how much damage has been done since then? Eh, a lot. Pretty brutal. I mean, and these employees are going to go back and people who are used to shopping downtown, they're going to see a different downtown. They're going to be like, ooh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll just order that on Amazon. I don't really feel like going in there right now. Mm. Yeah. And, and for me, some of this stuff is I like to go shopping. I mean, I don't mind going shopping. But if I can't try on the clothes, so many of these places, you can't try on the clothes. It's like, all right, I might as I can hold them and I can hold them up. Yeah, I think this is going to fit. Why don't I just buy them on Amazon, have them sent to my house, try them on there. If it doesn't work. Maybe send them back, something like that. I don't know. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? But I still like that shopping experience. And then I like going out to eat. Oh, never mind. We can't do that either. Ugh, what a drag. Once we're clear from COVID-19, it will be much easier for people to return to the city center and enjoy the city we all care and love. Or do we? Mm. And we will begin to redefine what it means to be downtown. I think that is going to take a while. And... Um, it's just going to take a while for people to get used to going back to downtown, going back to that urban lifestyle, that urban work pattern, because people have been out in the burbs for so long, they're going to feel like a rat in a cage when they go downtown. The traffic there, the homelessness, just kind of the chaos, the noise. But then some people really enjoy that. Oh, people who, you know, love New York City. Oh, I just love it. It's a 24-7 city and I can go out and get something at three in the morning and 
that's what we're doing. Some people really enjoy that. Most people who live in Seattle, not so much because we're more of a more of a suburban type community. We don't have an enormous population downtown. It's just not there. We're just not that kind of city. So it'll be really interesting to see how all of this plays out and what does happen when people start to go back to work. We're going to have clashes with different factions in downtown. Are there going to be different interests that are like, oh, we don't want you back here. We want to do our peaceful protesting without you guys getting in the way. Don't know. Be interesting, though. But what I do know is that as this storyline continues, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep on top of it for you right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for being here. I will catch up with you guys on the next one. Again, thanks. See you soon. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.